Blog Talk Radio. Okay, praise God and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. One hour and 59 minutes and 54 seconds. We give you Evangelist Janice Taylor. You have the mic. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord to everyone under the sound of my voice listening to us live here on um, Blog Talk Radio at um, Fellowship of Deliverance with Apostle Emmett Overton. Um, We do thank the Lord for this opportunity to come before you and share the word of God with you. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor, and um, coming to you live from Walls of Fire, Deliverance Ministry International. And um, if you would like to reach us and sow a seed or be a blessing to this ministry in any kind of way, you can do so by um, writing to us at P.O. Box 114 Walkertown, North Carolina, 27051, um, area code um, 336-575-0206. Our web address is and you can PayPal us if you'd like to sow a seed at J-E-T, that's all lowercase, 245 at msn.com. Or you can Zell us at J-E-T 245 at msn.com. And the um, phone number, again, is 336-575-0206. We'd love to hear from you. You can uh, leave us a contact. You can leave us a message by going on our website, uh, contact us, or you can send us a seed. If God leads you uh, and you're being blessed by this ministry, you can sow a seed. So we want to go ahead and get started with tonight's message, and the message, God wants to deliver you. And I'm going to blow the shofar. And we're going to get right into tonight's word from God. All right, here we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says, blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm. Wake up the sleeping church. This is the alarm to wake up the church. The church must wake up from her spiritual slumber. Hallelujah. Wake up the mighty men of God. So we're going um, straight into this message tonight, and the word comes from Exodus chapter 3. So get your Bibles and go with us to Exodus chapter 3, and uh, let's hear what thus saith the Lord. All right, so here we go. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Hallelujah. That's a Christophany. And behold, 
And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. You see, the angel of the Lord uh, was Jesus Christ, and he appeared unto Moses in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush, but the bush burned uh, with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why this bush is not burning. The bush was not burning. Glory be to God. And when the Lord saw that, he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. So Moses heard the audible voice of God. He didn't imagine it. He didn't, uh, uh, there was not a, an unction. He heard the audible voice of God. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, there's a great deal of people that are saying um, that God doesn't speak to us anymore except only through his word. I beg to differ because God does still speak, and he still speaks with his audible voice. And there are countless people who have heard the voice of God, and I am one of them. So I know that God still speaks with his audible voice. He does speak through his word, but he also speaks through his audible voice. Glory, hallelujah. And so he said unto him, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place um, whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father. And the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and Moses hid his face. And he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmaster. And I know their sorrows. Glory be to God. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebites, the Jebusites, and all those otherites. Uh, emphasis, mine. Glory be to God. So what we see here is Moses was on the backside of the desert feeding his father-in-law's flock. And while he was there, the Lord, God Almighty, appeared unto him and called his name out of the burning bush. And um, so Moses was perplexed because he saw the bush on fire, but the bush was not burning. 
And so he didn't understand what was going on. And the scriptures go on to say that Moses said, I'm going over here to see basically what's going on. And so Moses turned aside, walked away from the flock, and went over to the burning bush. But the Lord called his name out of the bush and said unto him, draw not nigh hither. He said, put off your shoes. He said, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am, he introduced himself. He said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham and Isaac and the God of Jacob. And the scripture says, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look upon God. And the word of the Lord goes on to tell us that the Lord said unto him, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. So God knew that the Egyptians were um, the reason that the children of Israel were crying out to God. He saw. Good God Almighty, he saw their affliction. He saw how Pharaoh uh, treated them, or shall I say mistreated them. He saw how uh, Pharaoh uh, abused his people, and he saw how Pharaoh um, uh, uh, enslaved them and made them to make brick without straw. He saw the cruelty uh, of Pharaoh and what he was doing against the children of Israel. And the Bible says that God says, I am coming down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Now, this is where we take our topic from for tonight. God wants to deliver you. Glory be to God. And and when we look at this passage of Scripture, it is evident that God delivers his people and wants to deliver his people out of the hand enemy. Satan is that cruel taskmaster. You see, the Bible tells us that the pleasures of sin are but for a season. Now, what does that mean? It means that sin or the pleasure, the enjoyment that we get from sin is going to be short-lived. Glory be to God. In other words, sin will turn on you. It will uh, enslave you. What started out as fun or as a good time will turn into a burden. It will turn into sorrow. It will turn into enslavement. Glory be to God. So uh, people think um, that they can just continue sinning for the rest of their lives. You ask any alcoholic that that uh, started out just drinking for fun, and after he became uh, a full-fledged alcoholic, it became a slavery. He was a slave to the very thing that he thought was enjoyment in the beginning. The same
same with a drug addict. He started out um, just recreationally uh, using drugs, and perhaps he, um, you know, went on, and then um, it, it was fun. It was fun to the drug addict. But after a while, when the addiction uh, sets in, it, it became an enslavement because even when you didn't want to get high, you found yourself searching and scratching and looking and hunting and, and working to get drugs. And so um, the very thing that started out as pleasure, it turned into enslavement and bondage. But God saw the affliction of his people. God saw their bondage that they were in in Egypt. God saw how Pharaoh uh, misused and abused his people, and God heard their cry. My God, I cannot emphasize that enough, that the God who sits high upon the throne heard the cry of his people because it was a cry, it was a cry of desperation. It was a sincere, true cry, and it was a cry of sorrow, and God heard it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And God decided to do something about it. He said, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land. So God not only promised to deliver them, he promised to bring them up out of that land. And I like to emphasize these two words here, up out. Why did God say up out? And so uh, many people would say, well, he was speaking geographically because um, where the land was located, Timothy of Egypt to Israel. And I have been to um, Israel and I have been to Egypt. And the proximity, uh, Egypt is down below um, uh, Israel. But that, I don't believe that is the only reason that God used the word up out. I believe up out is indicative of how God was spiritually going to raise up Israel. See, they were down in Egypt, but he's going to spiritually elevate them. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You see, so many times we want God to bring us out of a situation, but God says, I'm going to bring you up out of it. In other words, I, 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 I'm not just going to bring you out laterally. I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to bring you up out, which means I'm going to elevate you when I bring you out. Positionally, uh, uh, you won't be the same. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. Hallelujah. In other words, 
This is exactly what God did. For those of you who have read the rest of the story, as um, uh, Paul Harvey used to say, you know that God did just what he said. He didn't just bring them out. He brought them up out. The scripture tells us that uh, he brought them out with all the wealth of Egypt. Now, that was an elevation. They, 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 they were poor. They were impoverished in Egypt. So he told, so he brought them up out. By, he uh, uh, prospered them. They plundered the Egyptians and came out with all the wealth of Egypt. But also, God said that uh, he, not one lame or feeble or halt was among them. So God healed them. My God, not one came out that was sick. Also, the Bible says he did not let their shoes wear out. Glory be to God. So you see, God didn't just bring them out laterally. He brought them out. Glory be to God. Vertically also, he brought them up out. Hallelujah of that bondage. He elevated them. He raised their position. Hallelujah. Their position changed. Glory be to God. And it changed for the better. Why? Because we serve a good, good father. Hallelujah. And he wants to deliver his people. Glory be to God. So the word of the Lord says, I am come down. So God, came down himself to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Now, you know, it's something when uh, somebody has to go and uh, see about somebody or you you might send somebody to uh, check on somebody and to see, you know, how things are going and, uh, you know, if there's a need or something, you know, that's called uh, uh, like an ambassador. That's the person that you sent in your stead. But it's another thing when you said, oh, no, I'm not going to send anybody. I'm coming myself. Glory be to God, because that individual comes with power and with authority. So God didn't send Hakora Basandria. He did not send Somebody, he did not send the angel to see what was going down or to see or to deliver them. He said, I am come down myself to deliver my people out of the hands of the Egyptians, and I'm going to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, unto a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. So I want to say to you tonight that are listening to the sound of my voice that God wants to deliver you. He wants to deliver you more than you want to be delivered. But what is God uh, 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 waiting on? What what is taking God so long? Uh, so many people uh, want to know. The first thing is God is waiting for your cry. He's waiting for you to cry out. 
You see, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you will cry out to God. So many people are playing with God. So many people are are pretending that they want to be delivered and are pretending that they want this, that, or the other. But when you get serious, when, 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 when you get serious, there will be a cry. You know, I, I, I remember from my own life, I, I often tell uh, my testimony how I was strung out on crack cocaine, and I, I was in bondage to this drug, and I became a prostitute. See, it started out fun. It started out uh, a, a pleasure. But then somewhere along the line, it turned on me. It became an addiction, and I became its slave. It became my master. I started out as the master because I could control it, and I could decide when I wanted to do it. But guess what? It turned on me, and it became my master, and I became the slave. Glory be to God. And then I had no power, no power to get off of this drug. I became a prostitute in the street. I was in and out of jail. I lost custody of my children. I was raped repeatedly, even once stabbed and left for dead in an alley. And and, and I'd like to be able to say that that's what did it for me. Uh, uh, that was enough for me, but that wasn't. That wasn't. I continued uh, 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 using this drug. I continued being a prostitute because I was now a slave. I was a slave to it. And this is what happened to the children of Israel. They were in bondage to Pharaoh, and they had become enslaved, hallelujah, in Egypt. So this is how I can relate to this because I, too, had become enslaved. Hallelujah. I didn't enjoy being a prostitute, but I was in bondage to crack cocaine, and the crack cocaine made me do all sorts of ungodly things to get more crack cocaine. So I understand this message right here. I I understand it. And I remember that I tried... Uh, getting off of this drug, I tried to get free other ways. But how many of you know that uh, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed, and only a free man can free a man? Now, I I want you to uh, uh, wrap that around your head for a minute. Only a free man can free a man. Now, what do I mean by that? This is what I mean. I mean that if you, um, I, I, I was in jail. I was in jail and prison many times, but I was in a, 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 a deeper prison. I was in, uh, uh, in prison to this drug. But I want to talk about the physical jail right now because I remember going to jail and to prison many times because of my imprisonment or enslavement to crack cocaine. So I never was able to let myself out of jail. I was in bondage 
to crack cocaine, and as a result, I did uh, 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 criminal activities and ended up physically in bondage. So, but each time I went to jail or prison, I was never in a position that I could say, I'm getting out of here and let myself out of jail or prison. It takes a free man to free a man. It always had to be someone who was free to release me from prison. But I had this ideal that I could go to this program and get free. Uh, What I didn't know was that it takes a free man to free a man. So I went to N.A., Narcotics Anonymous. I went to AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. I even went to one they called CA, Cocaine Anonymous. I went there trying to get free. But again, I say to you, only a free man can free a man. So I remember the very first time that I went to uh, N.A., uh, I remember it wasn't long before, you know, I got to know some of the people, and I began to see that they were still, uh, not all of them, but many of them were still getting high. They were coming to meetings to fill, fulfill a court requirement, but uh, quite a few of them were still getting high. So that wasn't going to work for me. And then they had this thing that they said um, that they were clean and uh, they were living uh, with their lovers. Some were uh, uh, doing uh, uh, abominable things and uh, some were in homosexuality. Uh, Some were professing uh, lesbianism. Some were professing uh, uh, all sorts of things. They, They were doing all sorts of things. Uh, and they said, but as long as they didn't use drugs and alcohol, that they were clean. And I was not even saved, but I knew that could not be true. I knew that I was not clean. I was not clean. I was still uh, 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 doing some other things that um, that the Bible forbids. I was still fornicating. I was still lying. I was still cheating. I was still uh, 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 hooking and crooking. I was still uh, uh, doing ungodly things. So I knew that even though they said that as long as I didn't use drugs and alcohol, I was clean, I knew that I wasn't clean. Why? Because I didn't feel clean. I didn't feel clean. I never felt clean. I still felt dirty. And and, and and I wasn't imagining this. So I knew that it was going to take more. And so I would, um, you know, whenever I went to jail, I would always get in the, uh, this. Uh, I would always go to a church service when I was in jail or prison, and I would always, um, you know, go up for prayer. And, and, and many times I got in the, uh, the circle for uh, salvation, and I said I wanted to be saved. I said 
what they told me to say. They said, repeat after me, and I said what they said, say, because I wanted the Lord, but I didn't know that the cry had to come from my heart. I didn't know that. I didn't know that I had to get desperate enough for the cry to come from my heart. You see, I got out of jail uh, many times. I was released from jail and prison many times. And, and I always, after having said the sinner's prayer, after having been in the circle, uh, in the prayer circle at, at, in jail or prison, I always got out of jail and went right back to doing what I had been doing originally. I went back to using crack. I went back to prostituting. I went back to doing those things. Why? Because I was still in bondage. I had not, I, I was not free. I had not had a divine encounter with the Lord Jesus. And the Bible says that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I was not free. I had not been set free. And I certainly was not clean. But the scripture here says in verse 7, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry. The Lord heard their cry because it was the cry of desperation. And I believe it was also the cry of repentance. Glory be to God. The word of the Lord tells us, godly sorrow worketh forth repentance unto salvation. Now, godly sorrow is that thing that overwhelming feeling that you know you have done wrong. I have done wrong, but I've sinned against God. That, 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 that's what godly sorrow is. Godly sorrow is when you become sorry for your sins because you have come into the realization that you have sinned against God. That's what godly sorrow is. And when I experienced it, totally different. It was totally different from when I was just saying uh, what people told me to say. Repeat after me, Lord, Lord, I'm a sinner. See, godly sorrow is totally different. Godly sorrow is a cry that comes from the depths of your very heart. It is when you come into the knowledge or the revelation that you have sinned against the God of all creation. You have sinned against God. That was a big defining moment in my life. Glory be to God. That changed everything. It was no longer, I'm sorry, I did this. It was no longer, I'm sorry I got caught, but can you get me out of this, this, this one last time? It was no longer that. It was no longer, uh, 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 Lord, 
if you do this this time, I, I, I won't do this again. It was none of that. It was the godly sorrow. It was gut-wrenching. It was heart. It, it, it came from the depths of my heart. That is the cry that God is looking for. He's looking for the cry when you become sorry or sorrowful over your sins. And that's what happened to me. It happened to me in 1994. And I never, ever, ever, when, when, when you experience godly sorrow, you'll never, you'll never go back. You'll never go back to the thing that God delivers you from. So God delivered me. He delivered me. Why? Because he heard my cry. And he saw. He did see. He saw the bondage that I was in. He saw that I couldn't get out of the trap or the chains that Satan had enslaved me in. He saw that. He saw that Satan was a cruel taskmaster and that he was dogging me out. He saw that. And Satan's uh, uh, goal was to kill me. See, the word of God tells us the thief cometh not, but to steal, kill, and destroy. So Satan is not playing. Um, it's just people that's playing. And um, so he's taken out um, whoever, you know, he's allowed to take out. Now, mind you, Satan has no power except what God allows him. But the point that I'm trying to make is, is that, we cannot play with this thing. The children of Israel, they got desperate, and their desperation produced a cry, and God heard their cry. He heard their cry, and he said, I know their sorrow. He knew that they had been in captivity down in Egypt for four Hundred years, and that they could not, they, they had no means to bring themselves up out of Egypt. As a matter of fact, Pharaoh wouldn't even let them go. They were enslaved, and, and, and that's the way the devil is. That Satan does not want to give up the territory that he has gained in our lives. He does not want to. So when you're trying to break free, on your own, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. As I said, only a free man can free a man. So I went in those uh, rooms of NA and AA and CA and tried to get free. But I was never free. I was never free. And I always ended up back down in Egypt. I always ended up back in bondage. I remember that I went 12, uh, I went 18 months one time uh, without using drugs. And they said I was clean, but I wasn't. And I picked up chips and, and everything, but I wasn't clean because I was still fornicating. And I was still doing other things. 
And so um, then I, 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 I ended up back in bondage, back in bondage, back in, uh, it wasn't back. Actually, I went all the way back. I went all the way back to the drug. Glory be to God. And I ended up um, back prostituting, um, back crack, uh, cracked out. Just I, I, I was back at ground zero as if I had never, ever been off the drug. And then I went 12 months one time drug-free. And um, it wasn't long before I started, you know, messing around, fornicating, and next thing I know, I thought I was in love, and I'm back on drugs again, back on drugs again, back on drugs again. But I'm going to tell you something. When I got delivered, when God heard my cry and he came down to deliver me out of the hand of Satan, hey, glory, he brought me up out of bondage 28 years ago, and I have never Look back. Why? Because of the godly sorrow that was in my heart then is still in my heart today. I will never, ever go back to that life again. I will never forget the cruelty of that taskmaster. I will never forget the bondage and the affliction. I will never forget the enslavement. I will never forget being hungry and homeless and 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 and, and uh, uh, without. I, I I will never forget being out in the cold, and I will never forget how horrible it was and how badly I was treated. But most of all. I will never forget how God forgave me of my sins. Why? Because he heard my cry. He heard my cry. And he pitied my groan. And you see that cry came from the depths of my heart. And God heard my cry. He heard it. He was all the way in heaven, but he heard my cry. So, you know, there are people that say that God does not hear a sinner's prayer, but he heard my cry. And I believe that he said, I am come down to deliver you out of the hand of Satan and to bring you up out of that land, up out of that bondage. You see, when you're in sin, you're down in sin. You're deep down in sin. As the song says, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, sinking very deeply, stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry, 
And from the water, he lifted me. Now safe am I. You see, there is a cry. There is a cry. There is a cry. It was the cry of repentance. It was the cry of godly sorrow that led to my salvation. He said, I have heard, I have seen the affliction that my daughter, which is in Egypt, in the world. Egypt represents the world. He saw the affliction. He saw the bondage. He saw the things I had to go through. He saw how I was being treated and mistreated. He saw me being beaten. He saw me being raped. He saw how I was being abused and misused. He saw. He saw what Satan was doing to me. He saw how Satan had me in chains and and enslaved me. He saw it. But he was waiting for my cry. He was waiting for my cry. And he said, and I have heard her cry by reason of her taskmaster. Satan is an evil, wicked taskmaster. He's cruel. He's he's so cruel, harsh, and inhumane. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. And God said, I know her sorrow. I had godly sorrow over my sin. And I began to talk to the Lord one night. And I began to tell the Lord how sorry I was for the way that I had lived and how I had taken this beautiful gift of life that he had given to me and how I had almost completely destroyed it. And I knew that that was not how he had intended for me to live. And here I was in bondage without hope. I had no hope. You know, they have a saying. They have a saying. They said, once a crack at it, always a crack at it. I never believed that. But it seemed, at the time, it seemed to have been true. Because I didn't know a way out. I didn't know about the chain breaker, Jesus. I did not know that he could deliver me or that he would deliver me. I did not know. I did not know John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. I did not know that there was hope for somebody like me. 
I thought I was too far gone. I thought what's done is done. This is just the way it is. And I thought that it was over for me. But God heard my cry. And he pitied my groan. Glory be to God in the height. What a merciful God he is. Full of mercy and full of compassion. His mercies, they are new every morning. His compassions fail not. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. So the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. I tell you, God wants to deliver you. And he said, my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrow. And he he didn't stop right there. He said, I am come down. Glory be to God in the heart. I am come down to deliver them. You see, there's that Christophany again. He said, I'm not going to send anybody. I'm not going to send Michael. I'm not going to send Gabriel. But I'm coming myself. And he left his home in glory. Forty and two generations. And he came down. And he came for one reason and one reason only. To save all men from their sin. And he said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus said in the word of God, in Isaiah, hallelujah, Isaiah chapter 61, this is what he said. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord have anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. God said, I am come down to deliver them. I'm coming myself. 
I'm coming to deliver my people out of the hand of the Egyptian, out of bondage, out of the enslavement, out of the traps that Satan has set for them. He said, I'm coming to deliver them and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, unto a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Glory be to God and I. God loves his children. I don't care what you are going through tonight. I want you to know that God can deliver you. The same God that rescued me. The Bible says like a bird that has escaped out of the snare of the fowl. God wants to deliver you. He wants to deliver his people. He is waiting for your cry. He is waiting for your cry of desperation. You see, the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Why? Because we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Hallelujah. Man is inherently evil, and the sin that's in his life is in it's inherited. It came through Adam. It happened in the garden. Man fell into sin when Adam disobeyed God and Eve was deceived. Glory be to God. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And he said, he taught them the Our Father prayer. But verse 13 says, Deliver us. You see, God saw the wickedness of man, and he knew that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart were evil and wicked continually. That is why God destroyed the earth by what? Glory be to God. So all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You have sinned, I have sinned, everybody has sinned. And all were born in sin. And that's where the problem is. The problem is that when you were born, before you were born, you inherited the sin nature. Man does not want to accept that. Man does not want to accept the fact that he is evil. And this is what God said about us. We must acknowledge it before we can ever begin on the road to deliverance. We must acknowledge that we are evil. Until we come to grips with the fact that we are by nature evil, there is really no help or hope for us. And this is a problem that we see today, especially now uh, in this modern culture. It's propped up in our culture. Man believes that he is not evil. He believes the lie. And he believes 
that God has made a mistake. Wow. The creator of the universe. He created everything when there was nothing, and yet he has made a mistake. He has made a mistake because your son should have been your daughter. He has made a mistake because your daughter should have been your son. And yet God put the ocean and told it not to move, and it has remained there all these years. God put the sun in its place and told it not to move, and it has remained there all these years. The moon, the stars, the trees, everything has remained as God created it, except man. Man is now wanting to change who he is. But I'm going to tell you something. The scripture says they frame mischief by a law. You may change the law, but you will never change the law of God. You can change man's law. You can write anything you want to write, but you will never change the laws of God. They are established. They are established. They are forever settled. God's law is settled. There's no one that can come behind God and say, wait a minute, you made a mistake. I'm going to erase this, and, and, and we're going to change, we're going to put this instead. There's no one, absolutely no one, who can do that. There's no one. And so we have to accept, we have to come to grips with the fact that we are by nature evil. But, We don't have to stop there. We serve a God who is full of compassion, full of love, full of mercy, full of grace. Which is why the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in bondage and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrow. And I am come down to deliver them of the hand of the Egyptian, out of the hand of Satan. Good God, I'm You see, the children of Israel cried out to God, and he heard their cry and pitied their groan. God had mercy upon his people. God wants to deliver you. He wants to deliver you more than you want to be delivered. That is why he sent his son, Jesus. God sent his only begotten son to die on that cross. He shed his blood. He was our propitiation. That means he took our place. Glory be to God. Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe, 
but he paid the debt that we could not pay. Have you ever been in the grocery store and, and, and somebody ran out of money or they left their card or something happened where they didn't have enough to pay for their grocery and, and, and somebody somebody always said, that's okay, I got it, I'll pay for it. That is what Jesus did, but he did it with his life. He did it with his blood. Life is in the blood. He shed his blood so that you and I could be free. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. He saved us from the eternal damnation that we would have had to endure. He saved us. Jesus saved us with his own blood. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That ought to make you want to be saved. Glory be to God. Your salvation has already been paid for with the precious blood of Jesus. Glory be to God in the high. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for such a sacrifice. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 53 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so open not so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation out of the land of the living? For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in death, because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquity. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. 
because he had poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. God crushed him. And it says it pleased the Lord to crush him. Glory be to God. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Christ propitiated the violent wrath of God for us. Hallelujah. My God. He died a violent death. Glory be to God. And he made his grave with the wicked. That was fulfilling Christ's fiction between the two thieves. Yes. Yes, it pleased the Lord to crush him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you. It was God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Hallelujah. You see, God wants to deliver us. He wants to deliver his children. No matter what you are going through, no matter what, you may be facing, no matter what obstacle is in front of you, no matter what your affliction is, no matter what, God wants to deliver you. He is waiting for your cry. He is waiting for you to cry out to him from the depths of your heart. In sincerity, hallelujah, and in truth. And to pour out your heart before the Lord. You see, some people say, well, God already knows what I'm going through. Yes, but he's waiting on your cry. He's waiting on the godly sorrow. He's waiting. He wants to deliver you. He wants to deliver his people. Glory be to God. And he sent his son Jesus as living proof. Jesus came for one reason, to seek and to save that which was lost. Glory, hallelujah. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior tonight, he has come down to deliver you out of the hand of the Egyptian, out of bondage, out of enslavement, for whatever you're enslaved to, it doesn't matter. I I, I, want to really emphasize that there is no degree of sin. There's not one sin that's better than another. Sin is sin. All of it's wickedness. All of it is an offense to God. All of it is a transgression. Against him. He wants to deliver you. No matter what you are going through. No matter what. No matter what you're struggling with. No matter what. Jeremiah the prophet said, 
Is there anything too hard for God? The answer is absolutely not. There's nothing that God can deliver you from. Absolutely nothing. Glory be to God in the I want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for having mercy upon me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for pitying me, for hearing my cry. Thank you, Lord. And even today, it doesn't stop there. Even today, when I mess up and I go to God, tears in my eyes, and he hears the cry of my heart, he forgives me. For the word of the Lord tells us that if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I thank him. I thank him that I can come to him any time of the day. I can cry out to God. He knows the cry of my heart. He knows when I'm just sorry for what I did and got caught versus when there is true godly sorrow in my heart. He knows. He knows when I'm sorry that I have sinned against him. He knows. He knows. He said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in bondage, and have heard their cry. My God, God is waiting for someone's cry tonight. God is waiting for you to stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to work it out. Trying to come up with your own answers and just cry out to him. Cry out to God from the depths of your heart. Father, I'm struggling with this. Well, this is what I've done. And I'm sorry that I did this. Father, I'm in bondage to this. I've become a slave to this, God. I didn't mean to. I didn't start out this way. But it has turned on me. You see, God knows Satan. And God knows that Satan hates us. So he's always looking to trap the people of God. He's always looking for ways to enslave us. Satan is always plotting and planning and setting traps for the people of God to put us in bondage. God knows that. And he understands that. We serve a God who is touched by the feeling of our infirmity. He knows every feeling 
every emotion that we have ever experienced. He knows it. He knows what temptation feels like. He knows. He knows. That's why he came to earth as a man to experience these things. But yet he sinned not. He sinned not. He did not sin. He was without sin. That's why he could be the sacrificial lamb because he was spotless. I told you earlier, only a free man and free of me. Jesus was free, free from sin, and therefore, and he alone had power to free us from sin. And we thank God for his son, Jesus. We thank him, and we thank Jesus for his love. We thank him for his never-ending love. Glory be to God. In the, the love of God is so deep. The love of God. The love of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Listen at this, Romans chapter 8. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty, children of God. Hallelujah. God wants to deliver you. He wants to deliver the children of God into the glorious liberty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your never-ending love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. God wants to deliver you. I pray that there's someone tonight listening to the sound of my voice to be delivered. And you 
You're not playing games this time. You're not just trying to do something to pass the time. You are sincere. And the cry of your heart has gone up before the Lord. I want you to know God will deliver you. Hallelujah. He will deliver you because he has seen your affliction. He has seen the bondage that you have been in. He has heard your cry. And he knows your sorrow. And he has come down. Jesus has already come down to deliver you out of the hand of the Egyptians, out of bondage. He's already come. He's already come to deliver you out of the hand of bondage and to bring you up out of that land unto a good land, a lot, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. I just got to say thank you. This is exactly what God has done for me. He came down. He delivered me out of the hand of Satan. And he has brought me up out of that land. Unto a good land. Unto a large place a wealthy place, a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm not talking about money here. I'm talking about a life, fellowship with him. I'm in relationship with him, and it is a good life. I may not have a penny in the bank. You see, this is not a message of prosperity like material things houses, cars, and, and, and land. This is about being prosperous in the things of God. When you prosper in your relationship with God, you're the wealthiest person on the planet. To deliver you. And he will bring you up out of the hand of bondage. He will bring, he will break the chain. I had no idea how I would ever get out of that life that I was living. I didn't even know if it was possible. And yet I knew that God could do anything because I knew that God was all powerful. But I didn't know there was help or hope for me. But there was, and there is today. He is my hope for tomorrow. He is the hope of glory, and he wants to deliver his people 
I pray tonight that you would cry out to God from the depths of your heart. And the same God who delivered me is waiting to deliver you. He's waiting. He's waiting for your cry, your cry aspiration and godly sorrow. I was desperate many times before, but I wasn't godly sorrowful. And when I became godly sorrowful, he delivered me. When I became sorrowful over my sins and how I had sinned against him, he delivered me. He had mercy upon me, and he delivered me. And I want to tell him thank you tonight. With all of my heart, I am so grateful to be born again. Born of the water and of the spirit. I am so grateful. I am so grateful to Jesus that he paid the price for my soul and that he heard my cry. To those of you that are listening in tonight, I pray that you have been blessed. I pray that this message has encouraged you. And I pray that you take away one thing tonight, is that you will know no matter what you are going through or struggling with, I pray that you would know that God loves you and he won't to deliver you. In Jesus' name, this is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. If you've been blessed by this message and you want to sow a seed, you can do so through PayPal and Zelle at J-E-T-245 at msn.com. That's J-E-T, that's JET245, all lowercase, at msn.com. Or the phone number is 336-575-0206. These messages are blessing you, and you want to sow a seed into this ministry. Feel free to do so. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina. Zip code is 2705. You can find us on the web at www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. We give God praise to you, and we thank God for Apostle Emmett Overton allowing us to come to you tonight on 
that fellowship of deliverance.com. May God bless you. May heaven smile on you. And may the Lord deliver you. Amen. And God bless you. Good night.